Hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands one more time. Father, we honor you and praise you and worship you, Father. Father, I know that we're made in your image, but there is no one like you. You are awesome this morning. We lift up your wonderful name. We worship you and praise you and honor you and bless you and glorify you. Worship you, Father. Thank you for victory this morning. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for your amazing, unending, unmerited grace and favor and love for us this morning. We worship you and praise you. Let's give the Lord one more praise this morning. Amen. 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 You know, you came to church on a morning like this, we might as well praise him like you want to praise him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's say our confession this morning. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. And I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor before you seated and say, I love Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we got a special person in the building this morning. He's 25 years old today. <laughs> it's Brad's birthday. Give Brad a hand this morning. Amen. Happy birthday, Brad. He said, yep, he's excited about that. <laughs> what is it, tax day? What's that mean? What's the date today, April 14th? Oh, just file an extension, Brad. Extensions. It's not due till October now, buddy. Very familiar with that concept. Amen. Thank God for our pastors this morning. Amen. Amen. You know, it's no small thing that every time we get together and the anointing of God is here. Amen. That's no small thing. That the anointing is here every time we get together. Amen. Thank God for them. Hallelujah. Thank God for pastors Bill and Pam. Amen. Give them a hand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I grew up in a dead church. There was no anointing. There was no life. Good people, but they weren't filled with the Spirit. They hadn't been taught the Word, and so the Holy Spirit was not free to move. And so when you went to church, you didn't necessarily leave different. Amen? The Lord didn't move during worship. He didn't touch your heart. It really didn't speak to you. I, I remember as a boy, you know, connecting with the Lord a little bit in church, but not really. You know, I remember praying. I remember uh, communing and asking the Lord for forgiveness of, of, my, of my sin, and I got baptized there. But the Holy Spirit wasn't moving. Amen? He would have, but uh, if he was welcome, but, uh, but there was no leadership that, that had sat under an anointing. Amen? And, and so the word wasn't taught. Thank God for the word this morning. Amen. And um, thank God for Victory Christian Center in Tulsa and for Pastor Billy Joe Doherty. And he was faithful to his call and turned down a, a college football scholarship and, and laid down his life and, and, and created an amazing ministry out there. God did it through him. And thank God our pastors obeyed God's call on their life and, and made a sacrifice and took part of their family out there and left another part of their family here and did what God told them to do and sat under that anointing and came back and started this ministry. Amen. It's amazing. I stayed up late. I'm going to cry all morning. I'm such a crybaby. 
gee whiz, I got to get to bed earlier. As worship started, I was like, oh, I should have went to bed earlier. I'm going to be crying again. Ah. Good thing my boys aren't here. They'd be making fun of me. The word of the Lord this morning, and I do think it's a word for us this morning, is overcoming adversity. And um, you and I have everything that we need on the inside of us to overcome anything life will throw our way. Amen? From start to finish, the word is full. It's full of people, that um, uh, examples that God gave us to show us that in this life on earth, we are going to face difficult situations. Amen? And uh, if we haven't faced you know, I'm sure we all have. We've all faced things in the past. Amen? Going through different things currently. Going to go through something. Some sort of adversity is going to come our way. Or we know someone that's going through adversity that God can use us to, uh, to minister to them. Amen? From start to finish, God's Word recounts amazing stories of people who faced tremendous adversity. And there's one consistent theme throughout, that if they obeyed God's voice and did what God told them, and stood on the word, that they all overcame. Everybody say overcame. They did. Amen? <clears throat> the word details triumphant stories of God showing himself faithful, and his people overcoming all odds, and always coming out victorious on the other side. Amen? Joseph in the Old Testament, betrayed by his family, falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit, falsely imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit. He came out on the other side. Amen? And uh, the plan that God had originally intended, because he stayed faithful right in the middle of horrendous circumstances, he stayed faithful, he stayed encouraged. We see examples of it. He's in prison, and he shows up, and he encourages the other prisoners. He's like, why are you so down today, guys? You know, um... <clears throat> he stayed faithful, and because of that, he came out on the other side, victorious, and, and God was able to do what he wanted to do in his life because he didn't get stuck in the middle of that adversity, amen? He didn't, he didn't allow the adversity, he didn't allow the opinions of other people, or he didn't allow what other people had done to him to define him forever. He didn't get stuck, amen? He allowed it instead to be a launching pad for him, to help him grow, to help him develop, to encourage other people along the way, right in the middle of it. And God used it. God trained him up through it and uh, raised him up to be a tremendous leader, and he blessed the nation through him. It's amazing, an amazing story, how God used that uh, unbelievable adversity uh, in his life. Amen? Moses, faced with the Red Sea in front of him and, and Pharaoh's army behind him, God made a way. Amen? Everybody say, God made a way. Daniel put in, a, put in a lion's den with man-eating lions. Amen? Came out unscathed. Came out alive. Came out on the other side. Amen? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego put into, uh, I was at, uh, where was I at? Eliterado. That's a nice little restaurant. Uh, in West Lafayette, in uh, the Faith, Faith West building over there. It's a great place to go have lunch. <clears throat> peaceful. They have a, 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 a wood-burning oven for their pizzas, right? And I was looking at it, isn't that interesting, right? And uh, it reminded me of uh, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, except that oven was so hot, that furnace, those flames, that the people that put him in there, those people all, all uh, got, got burnt to such a degree that they died. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the furnace not even smelling of smoke. Amen? Everybody say, that's amazing. <laughs> all throughout God's word, we see people faith, faced with adversity, trouble, persecution, and they came out on top. Amen? Jesus said in John 16, 3, he said, these things I have spoken. Everybody say spoken. He said, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Amen? That trouble, that adversity, that persecution, whatever it may be, it's not meant to be a hitching post to forever define you. All right, negative opinions, negative words of others, whatever it may be, a mistake that you made, a health situation, a financial situation, a situation at work, a relationship situation, situation in your family, something that somebody else does that you know they shouldn't have done. It's bringing hardship into their life. Whatever the situation may be, it's not meant to define you. Amen? It's not meant, you didn't make a mistake in that situation, or even if you did. It's not meant to be a hitching post that forever defines you. It's meant to be part of what God wants to do in our life, a launching pad to propel us forward. Amen? If we see it the way he would have us see it. Amen? Man, the devil wants us to get stuck in that. He wants us to get stuck. Amen? <clears throat> James 1.24 James put it this way. I'm sorry, uh, chapter uh, 1, verses 2 through 4. James put it this way. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I pray that this word this morning encourages you. I pray that it strengthens us. Amen. <clears throat> And the title of the word this morning is Overcoming Adversity. And uh, I believe the Lord um, would have four keys for us this morning. Four keys to overcoming any type of adversity that we face in life. Amen? Uh, no matter what it is. Family situations, we can overcome. Negative or destructive habits, we can overcome. Legal troubles, we can overcome. Financial troubles, we can overcome. Health Problems, we can overcome. Relationship issues, we can overcome. Amen? Say, I'm an overcomer. <laughs> whatever we face on earth, whatever adversity, whatever encounter, whatever mountain that stands in our way, we can overcome. Amen? We have everything that we need this morning to be victorious, to face and overcome any mountain, any adversity that comes our way. Amen? And we can go through it in perfect peace. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50, uh, 50, verse 57. Oh, I need another Kleenex. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 
Amen? Our faith. Our faith in Him. Our faith in what He has spoken. Our faith in the general standby go-to scriptures. Our faith in those scriptures that will help us overcome. It will allow us to overcome. His specific word to you regarding a situation will enable you to overcome. Amen? Four keys to overcoming adversity. Number one, understand that our primary purpose in this life is to be used as a vessel through whom God can minister to other people. That is why we are here. Amen? It is about you and I, but it's not about you and I. Amen? He cares and loves about us enough. He wants us to know it's all about us. But then as we grow in him, we get to see that it's not about us. It's about what he wants to do in us and through us to touch others. Amen? In chapter uh, uh, Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. I thought Kelly was going to share this. And once she started talking about that story, going through the storm, I started crying again because I was like, oh, Lord, this is your word today. Hallelujah. But then she had a slightly different story. But I still know, I still know it's God's word for us this morning. Amen. <laughs> okay. In uh, Mark chapter 4. Pretty, pretty awesome chapter. Jesus was teaching his uh, disciples. He was talking about the parable of the sower, uh, talking about the purpose of, of sharing uh, parables, talking about uh, a light under a basket, uh, parable of a growing seed, parable of the mustard seed, uh, talking again about using parables to minister. And then on verse 35 of Mark chapter 4, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, he said, let us cross over to the other side. The word of the Lord. He said, let us cross over to the other side. Everybody say cross over. He could have said, hey, friends, hey, fellas, we're going to the other side. This is what we're doing. We're crossing over. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took Jesus along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. I've told you about the story, what I did to my family in Florida, right? We like adventure, right? You know, if there's a tornado, we go out chasing it, or if there's a blizzard, we go out, you know, blizzard's coming in, West, let's go out and, and see what's happening. Well, so... Being the experienced ocean goer that I am, we rented a 24-foot boat, whatever that thing was, pontoon slash speedboat, kind of a mix. So we were, we were not out beyond, um, we weren't on the ocean. We were in the Gulf, and it was somewhat protected by uh, some, some land, and uh, we were out there, uh, beautiful day. Sun was shining. We got pictures. Uh, there was like a sandbar. The kids were out, and they were collecting shells and things. Uh, this was a couple years ago. And uh, in the background of one of the pictures I took, the sky is dark black. And, uh, and we're out there, and I'm, I'm on the sandbar. There was, we saw some sharks earlier over here and some shallower water and, you know, just a very uh, a, a great time together. And, uh, and I look up, and these professional uh, fishing boats 
are going. I'm like, I wonder where they're going. It's weird. And I'm looking around. There's nobody out there except for us. And we're far enough away, you could see the land, but you couldn't see the land. All right? We were a ways out there. And I don't know. What's the name of that bay? I don't know. It's like, it's like a big, I mean, it's, it's a big body of water, you know? Well, yeah, Gulf of, Box, Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf of Mexico was just beyond, like, just out there. But long story short, a storm came in, all right? And we were out there too long. And, um, and it was rough. And I thought I might have done it. Like, I, I might have gone too far this time. And it was, it was rough. And um, it was one of those times where you knew God was going to get us through, but I was wondering if I had done it, right? It was that kind of storm. Well, verse 37, well, we made it home. We made it back. Got to a construction site, and there was like a, uh, there was, someone was building a new house, and they just put a new pier, and we were like, throw the rope out. I mean, it was rough. I thought the boat was going to flip over. It was crazy, but so we got in, we tied in, and then we're all huddled. I mean, and the temperature had gone from 80 down to 55 or something, you know, and we're all freezing like this. It was bad. It was a great vacation, Dad. Huh? Yeah, let's go again. Verse 37 says, A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But Jesus was in the stern. He was asleep on a pillow. They awoke Jesus. Okay, right there. Say awoke. They awoke Jesus and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? It kind of makes me wonder what they were talking about him as he was sleeping. Huddled up together? Maybe a critical attitude? Towards the leader, maybe a bitter attitude. Do you not care what's happening to us? Don't you realize what we're going through? Everybody say complaining, whining. Where was the guy that that was protecting him rather than be rude and wake someone up from a nap I, I just felt like the Lord showed me this about this story you know very rude very rude of them to wake up the leader you know not even in a polite way I'm serious quit laughing this is not funny <laughs> woke him up how rude is that to wake someone up from a nap okay how about, excuse me, sir, how about at least doing it in a polite manner? How about, you know, someone stand up and be a leader, get your shoulders back, and say, I have confidence in the word that you've spoken. Do you have additional word for us to show us what to do in this situation? But that wasn't their response. Their response was to be critical of the leader. Do you not care what's happening to me? They were very interested in self-preservation rather than the mission. Amen? <clears throat> then Jesus wrote, because I've always wondered about his response. I always thought his response was a little bit terse to, to the disciples. He's like, where's your faith? 
right? He stood up. Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind. He said to the sea, he said, peace, be still, exclamation point. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. But Jesus said to them, why are you so fearful and how is it that you have no faith? Question mark. It was a real situation that they were in the middle of, but he did not, I don't think he appreciated the way that they handled it, right? That they, they could have, as they were growing in their faith and getting to know him better, but they could have at least trusted what he had told them that they were going to the other side. Amen. And then sought his counsel in a respectful way to say, do you have additional instruction for us? Because we have confidence in your word and we know if you said it, we're going to get there. Is there anything else that we need to do to ensure that we get there? Amen. And they feared exceedingly and they said to one another, who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Amazing words of faith spoken by Jesus, but look at what happens in Mark chapter 5. Three of Jesus' most well-known acts of ministry are found in Acts chapter 5. Um, we read of the, the demon-possessed man that uh, was so tormented that when the demons came out, they invaded a herd of pigs, and sufficient evil to run that entire herd of pigs over a cliff. And, and in Mark chapter 5, on the other side of that storm, there was a little girl who had died, and he brought her back to life. Amazing situation for her family, I'm sure. And then there was the woman with the incurable issue of blood that we know reached out in faith, and he healed her. Three of, three of his most well-known acts of ministry, amazing things. But they had to get through the storm first. And so, you know, getting through the storm, there were people on the other side of the storm. Amen? And so whatever we're going through, whatever we're going through, the first key to overcome that adversity is to see ourselves as a vessel through whom God is going to do something to touch other people. Amen? That he might minister through encouragement, strength, a word, victory for other people. Amen? Everybody say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just like Jesus, there are people on the other side of your storm. <laughs> Amen? People who knew, who need what God can do through you. How else can we live out James 1 and 2? How else can we consider it pure joy other than to see ourselves as a vessel through whom God is going to do something to touch others? Amen? I I'm not sure there'd be any other way to, to see it as pure joy when we're facing real situations. Amen? Other than to get our shoulders back and say, you know what, God, this is what I'm all about. This is why I'm here. Minister through me. Touch others through me. That's where the real joy is. Amen? <clears throat> Number two. So the first key, understand that our primary purpose is to be used as a vessel through whom God can minister to others and uh, to touch others' lives. Number two, recognize that your words are powerful and that your words are forever. And that you and I must give an account for every idle word. Let his, be, let his words be our words. Because words have creative power. Everybody say creative power. Words have creative power to change circumstances. Amen? Mark 11, 22 and 23 says, Have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says. Everybody say says. 
Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Paul said this about words. He says, what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that saved, I'm not a Greek scholar, but saved, sozo. Now, this is cool. I was at Red 7 eating the other day. So it's owned by Greek, uh, the Christo Dulacus family, right? They're real Greeks. <laughs> no, real Greeks. Check this out. So I was at one, and I eat there quite a, quite a bit because it's right across from my office. It's real convenient. It's too expensive, but it's convenient. So, but... So uh, one of the owners, Ava, uh, she was there, and then three of, I don't know if they were sisters, cousins, or friends, but they were speaking fluent Greek. Just, I mean, it sounded like tongues. I mean, their entire conversation. And then they would go, no, you're kidding. You are joking. I was like, what are they talking about? They're talking about girl stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it was funny. So good. So good. So I was asking Ava afterwards. I was like, so you, you understand fluent Greek. I said, you, can, you could read the New Testament and understand it in Greek. She goes, well, sure. Like, it was no big deal. I was like, that would just be amazing. Amen? Wouldn't have to go to Strong's or look it up on Google. or That'd be amazing, right? So... Romans 10, 8, 13, he said, um, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that saved is sozo, which is rescued, delivered, healed, helped. Amen? It's more than just a religious term. Got to get saved. Amen? It's real deliverance. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that salvation right there, the Greek word is soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A, and it means this, rescue, deliverance from danger, restoration to a state of safety, soundness, health, and well-being. Amen? With the mouth confession is made unto Deliverance from danger. With the mouth, confession is made unto a restoration to a state of safety. With the mouth, confession is made unto soundness. With the mouth, confession is made unto health and well-being. Amen? With the heart, we're put in right standing. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. And we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And with the mouth, we work out our salvation. Amen? Work out our salvation and allow him to manifest the deliverance that he has promised. Amen? So number one, see ourselves as a vessel. Number two, recognize your words are powerful. Our words are forever, and we must give an account for every word. Let our words be his words because words have creative power. Number three, stay focused on the word. Give attention to the word. Amen? Jesus had already told his disciples, let us go to the other side. <clears throat> the word that Jesus had spoken, had sufficient power inside that word to deliver them. 
The word he had already spoken to them had sufficient power to get them to the other side. Psalm 119, verse 105, David said, Your word is a lamp to my feet. It shows me where to step. Your word is a light onto my path. It illuminates my future. Amen? It's a lamp onto my feet so I can walk securely. I know where to go today, this afternoon. I know what the next step is. Your word is a light onto my path. I know where I'm going tomorrow. Amen? Illuminating opportunities. You know, light, light eliminates confusion. Amen? Eliminates darkness. We can see where we're going. Your, light, your word is a light onto my path. Shows us tomorrow. Shows us a week out, a month out, a year out. What God would have us to see. Amen? Stay focused on the word. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. David also said, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor does he stand in the path of sinners, nor does he sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in God's law he meditates day and night. Everybody say meditates. Especially in the middle of trouble. Meditates day and night. Meditates day and night. Meditates day and night. This man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amen? <clears throat> the only way to stay spiritually minded is to keep our minds focused on God's word. In, in Romans 8, 6, Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and life and peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, what do we need in the middle of adversity but more life and more peace? Amen? So we've got to stay spiritually minded right in the middle, especially of trouble and persecution and adversity and difficult situations. Stay spiritually minded. Jesus said in Luke 6, 63, he said, it's the spirit I'm sorry, uh, John 6.63. John 6.63, he said, It's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And listen to what he said about the words. He said, The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Amen? So we've got to stay spiritually minded because it's life and peace. Amen? So focusing on the Word, meditating on the Word, dwelling on the Word, thinking about the Word, hiding the Word in our heart. Amen? That's going to allow us to overcome. What if we, uh, the next time trouble comes, instead of questioning, instead of accusing God that he doesn't care, instead of taking a rebellious approach about it, what if we meditated a powerful word a thousand times? <laughs> Amen? A thousand times. To, you know, put down the phone, turn off the TV, uh, get away from the internet, and, and find his word and literally meditate it a thousand times. How about this word? Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Next time trouble comes, meditate that word, whatever word God shows you. Amen? Don't allow any other thought in. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your gift of righteousness. I reign in life. 
I reign in life through Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of righteousness, and I reign in life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for your gift of righteousness. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. A thousand times. Amen? Not a legalistic a thousand times, but y'all get the point. <laughs> There's one. There's two, there, there. Amen. How about 1 John 5, 4? Thank you, Father. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. It's my faith, Father. It's my faith. This is the victory that has overcome the world. It's my faith. It's my faith. Thank you, Father. This is the victory that has overcome the world. It's my faith. Trouble's knocking. Trouble's coming. I don't know what to do about the situation. Thank you, Father. This is the victory that has overcome the world. It's my faith. Amen? Meditate it. Over and over and over and over again. And we'll see David's word play out. In Psalm 1-1, he said, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Ungodly counsel is any sort of media. Amen? What do people pay counselors? How much per hour? $150 an hour? $300 an hour? $350? I don't know. How much? $150 an hour. So people, people pay counsel a lot of money, and what do they hear? They hear words. Amen? Media, all types of media, are different forms of counsel because it's all words. Music, music is counsel. Music is counsel. Movies is, are counsel. Netflix, it's counsel. It's counsel. It's counsel. It's counsel. It's words. It's images. It's pictures. It's video. It's, it's memories. It's influence. It's counsel. Well, David said, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor does he stand in the path of the sinners, nor does he sit in the seat of the scornful. His law is in the law of the Lord. And in God's word, God's law, he meditates day and night. This man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amen? Going to face adversity. Going to face trouble. Going to go through some stuff. Amen? But we'll come out on the other side will come out victorious, and we will prosper. Amen? You know, a tree right beside a river is going to go through the same storm that a tree up on a dry, dusty hill is going to go through, but because its roots are deep and it's planted by the river, it's going to stand strong. Amen? And it's going to bear fruit even in the middle of the storm, whereas one that's up here on dry, dusty land that has no root, has no nourishment, has no life coming in, it's going to die. Amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Okay, number one, see yourself as a vessel. Number two, recognize your words are powerful. They have creative power. Your words are forever. Number three, stay focused on God's word. And number four, get God's word for you for the situation. What is his specific word for you for the situation? And don't come off the word that he has for you for the specific situation. Amen. I thank God for our pastors, for their example of, of, of spending time with the Lord, of getting alone by themselves, away from distraction, and spending time with the Lord, and hearing what God says about every situation in the church, in the ministry, it, everyone they're connected with and associated with. They get God's word, the specific word from the Lord that he has for them for those situations. Amen? 
I thank God for that tremendous example. So we got to get God's word for us for the specific situation. Amen. Uh, situation at work that um, uh, I uh, facing, right? A large client. And um, so I was asking the Lord uh, about the situation. And this is what the, I felt like the Lord spoke to me in my heart. And uh, he said, my son, I moved on your behalf, and this relationship has been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to the company. It's been a blessing to the people in the company. Do not fear. The enemy is a liar. Amen. He said, this is all going to work out for your good, and it's all going to work out for the company's good. I am moving quickly on this, and you do not need to be concerned. Continue to stand in faith. Put your powerful words out there and cover the situation in your words, and I will perform my word in your mouth. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He said, remain calm and peaceful. Remain in perfect tranquility. Amen. That was uh, about 80 days ago, all right? And I've had to meditate that word every day. <laughs> because there's been 90-minute, two-hour meetings every day discussing the situation. So I've had to go back to this word. The enemy is a liar. And God is moving quickly on my behalf in this situation in Jesus' name. Amen? The general... That doesn't sound right to call the word general, but, but, you know, promises of the word that he has for us, that we can stand on, that he's given us in the new covenant, and then his specific word for you and I over the different situations that we're confronted with. Amen? Get God's word for you. Get God's word for your situation. Sheila told me last Sunday, she said, God spoke to me, and I just keep saying it. I keep meditating it. Meditating it. Maybe that too, right? I don't know. <laughs> Meditating it. She said, I'm going to live and not die. Amen. Everyone say, Sheila. Yeah. We, agree. we agree. You're going to live, not die. In Jesus' name. Amen. Get God's word for you for the situation. So the other night, uh, Luke went to a, a, a formal at uh, Purdue. We thank God. How many? 40,000 kids and, and you know, um, our primary prayer if we had a primary prayer for luke during this next season was god bring the right people into his life bring the right associations the right friendships you know um and so he the lord has supernaturally brought it had to be supernatural you know so many different people over there and then he brought just some wonderful kids into his life that have great families and uh one of them is a, a he's rooming next year the he's a pastor at northview church in indy this great thriving ministry down there and uh, just great kids and so we thank god for it and, and so the other night um uh, he had a formal okay with his, he's in this business fraternity thank god it's not a social fraternity <laughs> It's a business fraternity, okay? And so they had a formal, and so they don't have a house, so it's not a social, they don't all live together, but it's a business fraternity. They, do to, they go to business functions, and it's all, the, it's all the kids in the Cranert Business School, they're in this fraternity together, so, or, or not all of them, but several of them, um, 60 of them. So they had a fraternity, right? And, or no, had a, a formal on Friday night, right? And so I really didn't think much about it, all right? He was going with uh, some other guy's girlfriend. She's in, she, he's at a different college. And I said, okay, that's probably good. 
He's our guy. I said, how big is this guy, and does he have a Harley? And he says, what's the, is this smart? You know, whatever. So he's, ah, no big deal. He goes, he's, he's going with some other girl to that formal, too. I said, okay, no problem. You'll be okay. So anyway, so he's going to this formal with this girl, and, and um, I didn't think much about it. We were doing other things on Friday night. He's, you know, he's at Purdue. He's living over there in the dorm, so don't see him a whole lot. He comes home most weekends, but... Um, on Saturdays and then Sunday, but um, Friday night about we had gone to bed and I wasn't thinking about it much and I woke up about midnight right and then uh, the Lord put him on my heart and I started thinking about him and so I got up and start crying again. There's no reason to cry about this. There's really nothing happening here. I'm just <laughs> crying. Sheesh. Got to get to bed earlier. This happens every time. I'm serious. But so I got up, and, uh, and, and so I just felt to pray for him. And so I went downstairs on the first level so I could uh, uh, pray out loud so no one could hear me, and I just prayed for him. I said, Father, thank you tonight that uh, rather than laying in bed and think about what could be happening, right, at, at a fraternity party at Purdue, rather than think about what could be happening or what I would be concerned about what would be happening, <clears throat> I just went downstairs and started praying for him. Thank you, Father. No weapon formed against Luke will prosper. I thank you, Father, your angels. I commission and send forth your best angels, your strongest, most powerful angels. Stand around him and, and keep him safe. I thank you, Father, uh, most of all. He has a heart to serve you, that he loves you, that he's yielded to you, he's submitted to you. Holy Spirit, minister to him right now, right in the middle of this situation. I thank you, Father, he's strong. He's able to overcome temptation. Thank you, Father. You help him right now. You minister to him in Jesus' name. So I was praying for him. And uh, then I got the word. I got God's word for him for that night. And it was Isaiah 54, 13. And God just dropped that scripture into my heart. And so then I started. Then I, I specifically prayed this prayer over him. Isaiah 54, 54, 13. And this is a promise of the new covenant for you and I revealed through the prophet Isaiah. And uh, he said, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Amen? That specific scripture. So I prayed that scripture over him 10, 15 times. Thank you, Lord. Luke is taught by you. He's taught by you, Father, and great is his peace. He's peaceful. He's peaceful. Thank you, Lord. He's taught by you, and he's peaceful in Jesus' name. I went back to bed and went to sleep. Didn't think another word about it. Amen? <clears throat> Woke up uh, Saturday morning early. So I, I coach at the Baptist school, right? Why would we have a coaches meeting at 7 in the morning on Saturday? Woo! I love the Baptists. Amen. Any Baptists in here? Amen. They love meetings, and they like to meet at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning. Gee whiz. Wow. So I got up early, and he was laying on the couch. He was sleeping. Amen. So he had made it home Friday night, and all is good. Amen. Everyone say, the Lord is faithful. I probably shouldn't say those things about that. Forgive me. About the Baptist. Is that okay? Anybody, anybody offended by that? I hope not. <laughs> We've been in school out there 15 years. We obviously like them. You know what I'm saying? They keep inviting me back to chapel to speak. 500 kids in there, right in the sanctuary. It's amazing. Amen. Now I don't talk about praying in tongues while I'm there, right? I think that's important. 
Stay submitted to the vision wherever you're sharing. Amen. Here's the situation. Okay, I understand the situation. God, what have you said to me about this situation? Amen. And stay laser focused on that word. What has he said to you about that specific situation? And don't get off of it. Stay on that word. Amen. And that's going to bring you, it's going to bring me through the adversity, through the trouble. We can be a, a great witness for him right in the middle of trouble. And it'll allow his perfect word to work through us and bring us out on the other side. And so it won't be a hitching post. We won't get stuck in it. It can be a launching pad to propel us forward. Amen. And we can grow in it and we can, we can see happen what, what James talked about. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand up this morning. Amen. Let's pray for one another this morning. If you have a situation of any kind in your life, any sort of situation uh, of adversity or something that you're facing currently that you need prayer, and uh, let's agree this morning. If you need breakthrough in any area of your life, any of those areas, family situations, negative or destructive habits that uh, you need to overcome, legal troubles, financial problems, health situation, relationship issues. Let's pray and agree this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. For breakthrough in your life. So let's all bow our heads just for a moment this morning. All across the room this morning, if you need prayer in any area of your life, let's pray and agree this morning. Could you lift your hand up this morning if you need prayer? Several hands up this morning. Could you lift them high? And we're going to pray and agree this morning together. So if you don't have your hand up this morning, could you open your eyes and take a look around? Let's make sure everyone has someone in agreement with them this morning. That they'd be strengthened they be at peace, perfect tranquility right in the middle of adversity and trouble. Strength and wisdom and peace and joy and healing. Everything we have need of to come out victorious on the other side of a difficult situation. Father, we thank you. You know each circumstance, each situation that's represented by every hand that's lifted up. Father God, we ask you to minister in a powerful way in each person's life. Holy Spirit, we thank you. You minister to them. Show them exactly what to do. We thank you for your specific word for each person to allow them to come out victorious on the other side. That will allow them to be at total peace, perfect tranquility, in joy, right in the middle of difficult situations. We stand in agreement in faith this morning, Father God. Our confidence is in your word. It's in you. It's in what you've promised. We agree this morning in Jesus' name, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and glorify you. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Our best days are ahead. Amen. We've had some good days, and there's good days coming. Let's go out with a powerful confession today, amen. 
Let's say, I am a child of God. God is my Father. And Jesus is Lord. I am an overcomer. I overcome by faith. I am loved. I have no fear. I'm never anxious. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. I'm spiritually minded. And it gives me the victory. My best days are straight ahead. In Jesus' name.